must be the moment we've been waiting 79 minutes for. Along the grass, it's there and it's in! Dinos have the opener off the bounce. The second touch off McCuska's free kick along the grass. Nice little bounce and it's in. Another episode of Dinos Unfiltered coming at you right now. Jeremy Lee and Max Sterley here with you. What's up? Good to have you here again, buddy. Of course. It's always a pleasure to be here. That's part of my week. Oh, that's that's high praise. <laughs> How was your weekend? Weekend was good. I mean, it was fine, I guess. I was sick the whole time again. Um, Canucks blew a 5-1 lead. That was tough. Mm. Really tough to see. But they rebounded against Florida. So that was good. Not too much, honestly. Just trying to recuperate and get back to normal. Went to uh, women's hockey, of course, calling both games. That was good. Fortunately, they got swept. And beyond that, just kind of chilling and relaxing. What's your favorite remedy when you're sick or your favorite go-to move when you're sick? It's not necessarily my favorite. It's more of just my mom's recipe, like based on what she's told me and it seems to work, is just green tea with lemon ginger and honey mm. and my my sister makes honey back in bc so that's the honey that i use oh. and it's like legit like og liquid honey. gold yeah liquid yeah. gold and so i use that whenever i'm sick and i'm usually better in a couple days and hmm. feeling better today so how about you that how could be the sea. i think it's honey lemon for me honey lemon yeah. hot water is for me yeah um it's soothing and i usually feel better within a couple days as well but Absolutely. I think the quality of the honey makes a difference for sure. Yeah, it's not. You know, there's a lot of natural stuff in there that I'm not going to pretend to know what it is, but it certainly makes a difference. At least it does for me. So. Yeah. Do you ever do like oil of oregano? I did, and then I just couldn't handle the, the taste. Oh, it was awful. awful. Yeah. Like, you, there's nothing you can do to take it out, and you're just stuck there yeah, for six it hours. it lingers. Yeah, it lingers, absolutely. And you eat like, you know you'll eat like chicken soup to feel better. And then it's like, oh, I'm just drinking more oregano because that taste is still on your tongue. It's awful. Never again. Well, thankfully, I was feeling better. Um, I actually went to the Dino's soccer game yes, on Sunday and proud of myself for sticking through the uh, entirety of it <laughs> in, in the cold. It actually wasn't too bad in the first half. The sun was out. Yeah, but when it goes away... Oh, oh, just drops like 10 degrees. Yeah. Was it was it windy by that point? No, it wasn't no. too windy. Okay. It good. was, yeah, slight slight wind in the second half, but nothing too unbearable, and that's why I stuck it out. But it was also 0-0 zero, zero at halftime, and you're like, oh, man, what's going to happen here? And it got a little tense. It was fun, though, sitting with the parents. Can I make two quick points about that? No, please, about the go, game? go nuts. First point, um, it was funny. I don't know what version of Troy Flannery we saw there on that day, but even in pregame, I could sense a little Irish level 10 Troy because it was like a minute to 12, like 11.59. Right. And like the ref, the refs weren't even anywhere in sight. So like they hadn't gotten to the field or like they were. Yeah. Maybe there was like three out of the four. There's one lingering. Okay. And so it, for sure they were not going to start on time. And so I saw the last ref just walk across the field and. Um, just a loud, hey, hey, and then just pointing down at his watch. And I, I he might have said something else too. I'm not sure. But yeah, that I was like, okay, that's setting the tone. So what time did the game actually start then? Uh, it wasn't too long after that. Yeah, right. it, it wasn't too too much delayed. But uh, you knew it definitely, we weren't singing the anthem at 12. Oh, for so, sure. So yeah, it was, uh, but that was pretty funny to see. I've never seen it that way. I think that's why I bring it up is because it's usually the other way around where teams are wanting the most out of their warm up and they're trying to drag things on. And it's usually the referees that are going to each team and Point, saying, pointing okay, at the wrist. Yeah. Like, let's and go, like yeah. blowing the whistle and saying, keeping things on a timeline. So it's funny to see the other, the other side of it. Uh, and then the second thing I wanted to mention, just being amongst the parents and stuff. Shout out to the parents, the the two Asian parents, who had the the entire multimedia, the the, the camera set up, full full on with the tripod and everything, because that was that was my childhood, uh, when my mom was watching me play baseball or like 
playing violin, as I talked about with uh, Graham on, on the hockey podcast. But the the tripod was out, camera was set up. Like they're just a hundred percent invested in the activity that you're participating in. Of course. So I saw that, and it just it was nostalgic for me. It was awesome. I don't know whose parents those are. I think that was the only thing. So, but my guess would be either Montana Leonard's parents or Maya Lee's parents. So, yeah. Shout out to both of them. <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun game though. It was, yeah. um, like I said, it was tense and yeah, like the parents were on the refs the entire game. It was fun to partake in that, but I would never say anything to the refs. No, no, you wouldn't. I, I mean, would not say, what game are you watching? <laughs> I would not say, did you get checked out for a concussion? I would not say any of those things. Is there anything else you would not say? I think that's as far as I'll go for now. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I would not say that on, a, on you know, to their face. Not to their face, not on a podcast that gets broadcasted no, to people? Yeah. Oh, no. this is recording. Okay. <laughs> so... We may as well segue into the game and what happened in that game. Yeah. Damian Sawatsky off a set piece, 80th minute wins it. It's the only goal of the game. What were your takeaways as the women's team moves on to the next stage? Yeah, I just felt like for the for the majority of the game, they were struggling to find some offense. They weren't connecting on their passes. You know, like the cold might have something to do with it too. Just different surface as well, right? Like they're... It's a different service than, than Dinosaur Field. So, but I guess they practice on there. So I guess I'm not, I shouldn't make any excuses for them. But uh, that was one of the general observations that I could see. And uh, I think Manitoba had probably the best chance in the first half as well. But um, yeah, for the most part, they were just, it was just a battle of the midfield, really. Just trying to um, keep, keep the other um, attackers at bay. And uh, that's why I got tense at the end. Because we're just like, it's going to be one nothing. Yeah, next yeah. goal wins. Or next, next goal wins, yeah, exactly. and it's going to be a break. And it was. It was the, the handball at the top of the box, you know, and then for a while there were like, penalty, penalty. But looking back, I think it the foul happened outside of the box. So I think the correct call was made. And then it was just the McCuska uh, low drive into the box, and it was kind of like a, you know, free ball. Right. Whoever wants it, and it just happened to be Swatsky's leg. I think like Len- Leonard had a chance to get on it as well, but it maybe hopped over her leg or might have taken a deflection off her. I'm not sure. Was, so there was a lot going on in that box, but found its way to Swatsky. Awesome yeah. stuff. So they are off to the final four yep. in Edmonton this Friday. Yeah. Take on Mac. So that should be super exciting. I think they dip on Thursday night, and then they'll be there for the Friday game. So, of course. That's, that's a loaded Griffin squad, though. Yes, it is. I was looking at the... Uh, Canada West award recipients and there was like three on the first team, you know, three on the second team. Like right. they were just stacked. Half their starting 11 essentially. Yeah, the starting goalkeeper, first yeah. team all-star. So, yeah. But while we're there, shout out to the award winners, Amy McCuska, first team all-star, Montana Leonard, first team all-star, second team, Lauren Houghton, the goalkeeper, Kelsey McDonald, Talia White, friend of the show, Allison Peterson, all-rookie team. So, yeah. So Dinos are no slouches themselves. No, like five, no. five team or five players on that. Yeah, you know, throughout the list there, which is pretty sweet. So that's gonna be, that's gonna be a hell of a game. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I guess we should shift over to soc- men's soccer. Oh, because they had a huge weekend. Like we're gonna talk about Trinity Western and their the history there, but men's team comes through. 89th minute, Bodan kind of takes a pass and spins off and just rifles it to the far corner. Oh, man. Yeah. That wins the game. You know, huge celebration on the field. But the best part of everything for me was this celebration in the locker room. I think Cristiano, another friend of the show, posted on Instagram the, the celebration that they were having. Mm. And it was hilarious. Like, guys, like, screaming in the in the locker room, like, hey, yo, hey. And, oh. and in the middle of it all is O'Connell just... <laughs> You know, getting his getting his forehead rubbed and like jumping around with the boys. It seemed like such a great moment for that team, and you know, finally to beat a team that they've struggled against, especially yeah. in the in the playoffs. Okay, sp- specifically yep. Yep. for such a long time, and they get that done. And I'll, I'll correct myself: 88th minute for Bodan, but regardless, the only goal of the game, and it sends them. To that was the next clutch, round. Yeah. absolute clutch, yeah. and that was also the one of the 
playing surfaces that Cristiano not a fan of playing on. Right. So they just beat those demons and they get it done. But they still have to play out there for the next game, right? I believe so, yes. They actually play against MRU out in UBC. So maybe it works to their advantage because it's a neutral site. So who knows? Yeah, absolutely. But that'll be that'll be another doozy. Can't wait. Oh, Can't yeah. wait for that, honestly. Another heated rivalry, but like you said, neutral playing field. It's just gonna it's gonna be awesome. But so just a quick note for the men's and women's soccer, if they win the next match, they punch their ticket to nationals. Yes. Big deal. Yeah. Also they advance to the Canada West final, obviously. But to secure your spot in nationals, yeah. Once you know that you have that in your back pocket, I think it can change your mentality on how you approach the game. Or at least the tension is relieved a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit for sure. You know you're going to the highest stage at, at the U Sports level, and yep. that's pretty awesome in itself. So. so moving on quickly here, football. Nice to see them get back in the win column. They finish off their season with a win over UBC, right? That's correct. So they win at 36-17, uh, and they finish up 6-2 and two on the season. Not Adam's best passing game, one TD to four interceptions. Um, but another impressive performance from the defense, which has been really encouraging. Absolutely, and with that win, they clinched first in Canada West, which is huge. Um, 25 penalties in the game? Mm. Wow. De- they, well, definitely plays right. a part for sure. Are they the sure. Cleveland Browns or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'll definitely it, take Wayne Harris over Freddie Kitchens, though. Oh, yeah. And Snagger over Baker right oh, now? Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, anytime, really. Yeah. I don't know. Baker hasn't convinced me he's a real quarterback. No, I mean, I don't think he's as bad as some of the markets or media is making him out to be, but he, you know, he talked a lot heading into his rookie year last yeah, year. Yeah, a he, lot of talk. And he, and he kept talking this year. And Did two, you watch any of the Monday Nighter? The Steelers and No, Dolphins? sorry, the uh, the Patriots. Oh, the, Brown, the, the, the Sunday, the Sunday, Sunday Nighter. Sunday yeah, Nighter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of it. The The couple takeaways I had was the first one, they were trying to do like a, a quick little dump off where the receiver comes around and the you hut the ball and then the quarterback essentially just tosses it straight. Yeah, you saw that. He, yeah. He literally gave it to the defender. And I think it was an interception too, but like <laughs> he underhanded the ball. I've watched football my whole <laughs> life. I've never seen right. that before. And that's why I'm dying. like, I'm not convinced he knows what he's doing yeah. out there. Yeah. And then, of course, like all the storylines with with Odell Beckham, mm. like more of the memes than anything. But like, you know, people saying like, you know, that he's asked for a trade after this game. And oh, yeah. There are pictures of him with with Tom Brady after the game, just exchanging pleasantries. And then there is this thing about how him and so Odell and Tom were chatting after the game in the locker room hallways for like an extended period of time and everyone's like, yeah, they're just working out a trade right now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I digress. We digress. Yes. But yeah, a huge fumble recovery, 40-yard fumble recovery from Matt LeCision on defense. That propels the win for the Dinos. And up next for them, they get a rematch against the Bisons. Manitoba. Yep. In the Hardy Cup semifinal. So, yeah. Big stakes in that game. Absolutely. Should be fun. And don't forget, Dinos, they did lose to the Bisons at IG Field two weekends ago, 43-29. So they're obviously looking for a different result in this one. Next up, field hockey. Just quickly want to mention some awards for them. Uh, Taylor Guy, Rookie of the Year, top goalkeeper, and Coach Roll, Coach of the Year. Friend of the show, Jenna Birch-Jones, a.k.a. Dashy, a.k.a. Jonesy, Melanie Scholes, named to the Canada West All-Star team. So congratulations to them. Uh, women's Rugby. Dino's at Nationals right now uh, in Ottawa. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wrestling, they started oh, as yeah. well last weekend. They were going up against Sask. They'd lost by one. It was 13 to 12 was the final, but still pretty solid start for them. Uh, so shout out to wrestling, both men's and women's. Cross-country running. Yes. Huge. Canada yes. West champions. Kenmore Park. Yeah, they, they yeah. did it. So they def- successfully defend their title. Um, Stefan Daniel, the top overall runner, and he beat everyone. He beat the field by over 30 seconds, I believe. So just an absolute beast. And did you see the conditions on Saturday? I'm looking at pictures right now, and yeah. it's, it's brutal. I, it remember, looks, I remember waking up Saturday morning, 
and just looking out my window at me like, all right, I guess I'm staying in the I house. I guess today. I'm turning over in yep. bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Stefan Dowge is out crushing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. we're just warm under the covers. Yeah. yeah. Of course. But we uh, we covered that in our cross country episode. If you did not listen to that, make sure you do. Quickly, Stefan Daniel first, Russell Pennock second, Travelini fourth, and Maximus Thiessen sixth. So four so, of six. Another ridiculous finish by them. So because all all of those guys named first team all stars because they're top seven performances. So right. um, just beast Emily Simpson, Dino's female athlete of the week. She finished fifth. So congratulations to her. Quickly wanted to mention Dino's volleyball. Women still need to work some things out. They dropped 0 and 4 on the season out at TRU. And uh, but the men, they look impressive. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Two wins uh, on that weekend, so um, good things happening for them. Three and one on the year in a very talented Canada West conference. So yep, it's wide open. Um, what happened on the hockey front here, Max? Hockey front. Uh, well, I guess we'll start with the men's team. They managed a split against the Huskies uh, in the back end of it on the Saturday. I think it was night or afternoon. Doesn't matter. Uh, Matt Alfaro called called the game in double overtime. It was like 46 seconds in, I believe, into the into the second overtime, so three on three, and he got it done to give the Dinos a split, so they continue their strong play. They look pretty solid this year, and I know we touched on it earlier on, but a team kind of looking for a new identity with some key guys moving out, and Alfaro was one of those guys the start of the year that you knew that he had to pick up his game offensively. Not that it was bad by any stretch last year, but he was going to be counted on for yeah. that and look like you took a jump too in that first week right yeah oh my god yeah he had seven points in the first week of yeah. the season he gets the game winner here so good stuff for men's hockey and then shifting over to the women's they got swept against saskatchewan they kept it really close in both games especially in the first game but they gave up they gave up a lead and then they gave up a goal with three minutes to go and then that kind of iced the game nothing kelsey could have done especially on that game winner like it was just she made one save, the initial point shot. She then made a save off a deflection. Then the rebound went like tape, like pad to tape to Abby Shirley, and she just roofed it. And Roberts was, she nearly got it too, like diving across, but couldn't quite do it. Uh, Annalise Meyer did, on a positive note, get her second goal in as many games in that Friday game. So that was good to see. She came off last weekend scoring her first career goal as a dino, which was great. And then on the Saturday, on the rematch, the Dinos got shut out. So not a whole lot to report on that end. But yeah, uh, still looking stronger than they did from last season, that's for sure. Yeah, some positive takeaways there, right? Yeah. They'll look to get back in the win column. What's on tap for them? The women's team, they're going to be playing a home-and-home home with Alberta. And Alberta, uh, last time I checked, I don't think they've released the new top 10 standings for women's hockey yet. There was a lot of talk about whether Lethbridge was going to be in there because they have played really well so far this season. But, of course, the Alberta Pandas, again, last time I checked, they were the only Canada West team in the top 10 in the country. So that's going to be their toughest test this season for sure. So stick with us here because we have a Dinos Women's episode that you don't want to miss. Rachel Paul, Kelsey Roberts will be in studio with us. We have some fun. I think it was it was a pretty hilarious interview, and uh, and they were really good about the uh, questions we were throwing at them. Yeah, absolutely. It was certainly on the in terms of ammo from fans. Oh, that was definitely in the upper tier for sure. But it was great. I love it when our fans write in. Yeah. It's the yeah. best. Please write in to us. We yes. Need it. So I think that'll do it for us. And Max, effort by you, Max. Thanks, Jerry. As Paul makes a move on O'Neill, she's down the left side. Paul firing, she scores! No mistake on this one, Rachel Paul puts it upstairs. One nothing, Dinos. Blocker saved through traffic and a breakaway chance and here we go as Oswald will step in from the blue line to the backhand, big save for Kelsey Roberts. 
Dinos Unfiltered this week. Jeremy Lee, Max Sterley in studio. We have a Dinos Women's Hockey podcast on the way. And joining us, excited for this, Rachel Paul, Kelsey Roberts. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Great. Pretty good. Happy to be here. Are you? Yeah, a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You were mentioning off the air how you love interviews, both of you guys, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think we're great for the camera. You think that we would be better at them by now, but we still suck. Is this the longest form interview probably that you guys have done? Because these episodes generally like 30-ish minutes. Like, Have you guys done anything longer than that before? Or is it usually just post-game usual stuff? Yeah, usually just post-game in between periods. Yeah, probably the longest has been like three minutes, so this is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so by that token, what's the worst interview you guys have given? Kelsey, you go first. <laughs> um, there's been a few. Um, Crowchild Classic, probably on the ice. That that one was embarrassing. W which one was that? Was that your shutout or, or last there year? Was there was two. Yeah, okay. they were <laughs> yeah, they were both bad. <laughs> um, those videos we did last year, the hockey talks, I think those could probably never surface again, and I would be okay with it. <laughs> Um, I think same with me, Crowchild. I got like pulled aside just after I'd come off a shift, and I, they were asking me questions, and I literally couldn't breathe. So I was just <gasps> like in between every single word that I'd say. That was that was the end of the first. End of the first year, right? last year, like, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. double shifting, so I was pretty winded. Oh man, that's amazing. Well, like regardless, thank you guys for coming in. You know, being voluntold to do this. Yeah. So. And before we get going, uh, I was kind of curious, like, for the next time we do this, who is a good interview on your team? Because, you know, we were tossing a lot of names back and forth. Paige's name came up a little bit, but we weren't, we weren't totally sure, so we went with, went with you guys. I think uh, if you interviewed Liz Lang, you'd get an interesting podcast, that's for sure. That's exactly who came to mind for me, too, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she would have some entertaining things to say. How so? You know, you just, you never know what you're going to get from her, so... Yeah, when she was sitting last year, when she was injured, she would bring a sign and dance on the bench and in the stands, and she just has quite a character on her. Of course. So we may as well get into some of the hockey questions first, and then we'll get into some of the other stuff. Um, so we'll start with you, Kelsey. Over the summer, you were named to National Women's Development Team. You went to Lake Placid. You actually played a game, too. So can you take us through kind of your initial impressions of that experience just you know what it was like when you got the call and you know your experience in the game yeah I mean it was definitely pretty unexpected for me when I got the email from Hockey Canada I was kind of like is this to the right person <laughs> like are you sure um, but going to camp was pretty intimidating I mean it was my first time and a lot of those girls know each other and have been through the, the program for years now so I kind of just went with an open mind and you know what like this is my first chance I've had here like probably not a ton of expectations for me so I think that allowed me to like do well there I didn't put a ton of pressure on myself and then when I got named to the team I actually didn't react like they told me I made the team and I just sat there and I was kind of like what like <laughs> are you sure and they joked about it all week that my reaction was the funniest but uh yeah going to like Placid and putting on that jersey and getting to play against the states like an undescribable feeling like I hope I get the chance to do it again, but just to have the opportunity to do it once, like, it was amazing. What, what do you remember most specifically from the game, at least, that you played in? Uh, probably just how nervous I was. <laughs> I mean, stepping on the ice in that jersey, and, like, that's, like, a ton of pressure, and I think, like, the nerves kind of just, like, overcame me a little bit, but I was able to battle through that, and we, we had a good game, ended up losing 4-1, uh, I think, but we won the next game, so that was awesome. Had a little comeback there. I've talked to a lot of national team players and they were saying that one of the biggest differences they noticed is just how much, I guess, stronger and, and like how much more time the girls put in t at the gym. Um, is that something you notice, notice as well? Yeah, I think just like the pace and like the athleticism. And I mean, being a goalie, like if you give them one inch, they're going to take it and they're going to score kind of thing. Whereas like I think that's the difference between this level and that top level is like any tiny mistake you make, they capitalize. So I think that was the biggest adjustment for me. There, there were a couple of players from Canada West that joined you, I believe. I think Poznikov is the first name that comes to mind. Yeah, she was yeah. at the camp, but on the U Sports side. So she played mm -hmm. against the Team Canada oh, team. Oh, okay. So you yeah. kind of a familiar face going against yeah. you. Did, did you get the better of her? Did you guys ever Uh I actually clash? didn't play against that team, so I didn't get to like see her. But 
my goalie partner at the camp was the goalie from U of A, Kirsten Chamberlain. So it was really nice to have someone from Canada West because going into that environment with all the NCAA girls, like, again, they all know each other. They all play in the same league. So it was nice to have someone from Canada West that could kind of relate to me <laughs> to have. So How was the, the talent level in terms of NCAA versus U sports? Because, you know, some could argue that, you know, depending on the division you play, like, it's a whole nother level. And other times, you know, some people would argue that both of you guys could play Div 1 hockey. So, like, you know, depends who you ask. I think in this situation, it's hard to compare because, I mean, they picked the best of the best from that league. Yeah. And, I mean, for the girls from Canada West, like, I think we all held our own there. But, again, I think, like, it'd be hard to compare from that situation just because it is the best players from that league and the best players from Canada West. So it'd be cool to have a little match-off between two actual teams to see how it went. But Gotcha. So shifting gears a little bit, I want to go back in time a little bit to when both of you were choosing schools or what that recruitment process was like. So start with you, Rachel, coming from Fairview. <laughs> uh, what were like? What ended up making you choose the UFC? Like, and out of curiosity, what was the first time you were looked at from a recruitment perspective? Um, yeah. Well, I was pretty much committed to UV before UFC even talked to me. Um, I had briefly talked with Yale or in grade 11 ish, I think, and that's when I started talking to U of A seriously. And then it was grade 11 summer. I think that I got scouted at a Team Alberta development camp. The opportunity to be coached by like such a female like role model in hockey was kind of the deciding factor. Um, I came to Calgary and I loved it way more than I loved Edmonton. The city was just amazing, and I loved being close to the mountains. So I think just like the city and Danielle were kind of the deciding factors between the two teams. And I kind of knew coming into this program that I'd have the opportunity to play a lot, where UV, I would probably would have been sitting more the first couple of years. Right. And for you, Kelsey? Huge mountain girl. <laughs> Huge mountain girl. Um, yeah, I think, again, the, the coaching staff definitely had a role in it. And for me, like, working with Brad, I mean, he works with – Team Canada, you can't get any more like connections through him like than that. And yeah, coming here for the Max tournament, I got to like experience Calgary a bit, and that's what like opened me up to like s like Calgary, sending me an offer to come here. And I love the city, and I thought that it was a good fit for me. Any uh, any funny recruiting stories? Um, not that I can think. I of. R I don't know if this is allowed to go on there but I remember my first phone conversation with Danielle Goyette I could not understand a word that she said <laughs> you needed a translator hey? yeah. <laughs> and you get you get used to it but like that was the first time I think I'd ever talked to someone with such a strong French accent so I wasn't 100% sure what was being said do you think the accent's still just as strong today or are you just used to it now um I think it depends on how mad she is <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> but I'm definitely I'm definitely more used to it now. But you can still notice the language barrier for yeah. sure with some sentences, <laughs> some anger on the bench, yeah. some French <laughs> words mixed in. <laughs> I just wanted to quickly ask you guys both uh, just around what was key for you guys in preparing yourselves for playing at the U Sports level, making the jump from high school, uh, midget, whatever. Honestly, I had no clue what to expect. Like like you said, I'm from Fairview, and I played in Grand Prairie, so there was no, like, cities for me to watch. I didn't watch, like, a single U Sports hockey game before I committed, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. I think I just came in with an open mind. Like, I knew some of the girls, like, that were on the team that I'd played against years before, and, like, a couple girls committed that I'd also played against. And so, like, I knew that I'd be able to fit in, I guess you could say. But I ran a lot in the summer before coming. <laughs> I didn't know how to lift weights or anything. Like, I had never strength trained. So I didn't really prepare a lot, I guess. Uh, yeah, when we first came in and the first workout we did was power cleans, it was not pretty. <laughs> yeah, it looked like we, someone should have taken a video because it looked like we broke our spines. Uh, yeah, I think mostly the same. Again, like, I'm from a very small town. I was never, like, anywhere near a university game or anything like that. So, again, just, like, doing everything you can prepare for in the summer and then coming in and, yeah, didn't expect to play much or have a huge role, <laughs> which didn't end up being that way, but it was it worked out in a good way. <laughs> Perfect. No, yeah, that's it did end up in a good way, and you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You, as a rookie, ended up playing 19 out of 28 <laughs> games. 
there's a whole bunch of reasons for that, but you ended up taking Reigns as a starter. And so I think I remember pretty late in the season you mentioning in a post-game interview that you were just dead, <laughs> tired, like <laughs> well, probably with like three or four games left, like you were done. I can't believe I admitted that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm curious about that first year, what that was like for you, where suddenly, you know, you think, what, you're probably going to play like a handful of games just coming in as a first year, and then suddenly you're the starting goalie, you're playing in the Crochow Classic, you're facing maybe 30 shots a game minimum, so... What was that whole adjustment period like for you in that first year? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely unexpected. Um, but I think it's helped me get to kind of, like, where I am now. Like, the amount I developed in that first year. And, like, just knowing that Danielle had the confidence in me to play me as a rookie, I think has helped me, like, grow my confidence even more through these, like, last few years. And, yeah, it was definitely nerve-wracking. But I think, like, after the first few games, I just kind of got, got used to it and, like, adjusted to it. But it was not how I expected my rookie season to go. We were also sick our entire first year, like deathly ill every single week. So that probably didn't. That every probably single week. Yeah. Oh Rachel yeah. We were just yellow, sick. Like <laughs> from res, just sick every day. Yeah. So that's maybe that's why I said I was so tired. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> there is one thing I want to mention about Brad specifically about your development as a goalie here, and you you mentioned him earlier, his connections to Team Canada and everything. How instrumental has he been just in your development, not only as a goalie, but as a person? Because I can count on multiple hands the, the amount of times I've seen you post-game, just chatting with Brad after a game, whether it's a win or loss. Um, and he clearly picks you up in those moments. So I kind of just, if you wouldn't mind shedding a little bit of light on that relationship with him and what he means to you just as a person. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're very close. We've built an amazing relationship in the past few years I've been here. And it's awesome. Like, I feel comfortable going, like, talking to Brad like after the game like anything like I know like we have a like a relationship where like if I'm like upset about the team or whatever like we can chat and it's like between us and he's able to like bring me back in and calm me down and be like it's all good like <laughs> and this summer like he was able to help me so much with my development and like took the time to like one-on-one -on -one coach me prepare me for camp like do everything he could to like help me get there and he's definitely been like a huge part of my development and me being able to have that opportunity. So I'm very thankful for him. Kelsey, uh, I just have to bring this up. <laughs> we, uh, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> um, so at the game you guys were playing at Sate, um, you didn't know this, but we actually hung out for two thirds of the game. I was the gold judge for, <laughs> for your net. Anyway, so not to sound creepy or anything, but when your team is just busy, you know, dominating puck possession at the other end. How do you stay focused in that game when you're just, when, a <laughs> when like 98% of the play is happening on the other end? Yeah, you know, normally like that doesn't happen. Like, <laughs> so it's a hard question to ask. Oh, so it's a new experience is what you're saying. Yeah, like, I, like your mind obviously wonders. That, like I'm just standing there waiting for something to happen. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the goal that went in, but. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like two feet away from you. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess that can explain what happens when I don't get very many shots. <laughs> it's tough. Like, are you like, are you thinking You're about, blushing. like, grocery uh, shopping, dinner? Cute boys in the stands. Cute, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah do you, like, do your eyes wander to the stands? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Do you, how about even for, like, a Crow Child Classic? Probably not. The stands are, they're distracting. But normally a Crow Child, like, there's so much going on, like, you... You kind of block that out. But, I mean, the state game is a little different. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But while we're on the topic of the Crochow Classic, how different is it playing in that rink? I mean, obviously, the atmosphere is a lot different. And, I mean, it's a bigger stage. Uh, like, the ice is smaller, too, right? I, I smaller than FTB. I think yeah. it's yeah. smaller, yeah. Smaller than yeah. FTB, where FTB is Olympic size. And then yeah. Yeah. Flames is obviously NHL, NHL size. Yeah. Like, something I definitely noticed were, like, the the space between the boards and the crease is like nothing. Like, it, like if you're on the goal mm -hmm. line and you're looking over, you can like take two strides and you're touching the boards, right? So is, is that different for you guys playing in that? Like, is it seriously different or not something you really notice? Uh, I definitely notice it in our zone and even the neutral zone. Like, it's just so much tighter, which I personally don't like. Like, I love the Olympic size. I think the plays just happen a lot faster. Yeah. And being in such a big building, like, it doesn't feel like that's going to happen. And then all of a sudden it, like, switches and, like, neutral zone. Like, it's always changing really quick. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> uh, 
Rachel, what's the greatest goal you've ever scored in your life? And oh take into account goal celebration as well. <laughs> um, I'm not a natural goal scorer. Like, I've never been. I don't know. I don't really have a lot of big goals. Probably Crow Child. Scoring at Crow Child last year was fun. I don't know. I don't really... I don't have any cool sellies or anything like that. <laughs> Do you have one loaded in the chamber in case? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And do you still, because I know I asked you about this after the game, but do you ever think about that penalty shot still? Because I know oh, yeah. it was a, it was kind of a joking matter after because you sky oh, yeah. that. <laughs> 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 you ended up scoring, so it didn't matter. Um, yeah, Danielle didn't really let me live that down. So it still, it still haunts me. I was doing everything I could to stay on my feet when she was trying to trip me so that I didn't have to take a penalty <laughs> shot. <laughs> but, yeah, it definitely still haunts me to this day. And on the other side for you, Kelsey, if we take out some of your Crow Child Classic saves, is there a particular save that you made, whether it's with dinos or in midget or anything like that, that you can point to where you're like, I don't even know how I did that. That one where me and Del collided. That's in, in Crow, Crow Child, Child, but that one was yeah, pretty good. Probably, <laughs> probably the two-on-one in Crow Child, yeah. I would say. Just because it got posted so much because it was in the <laughs> NHL <laughs> building. <laughs> but other than that, there's nothing that really stands out. And going back to that, uh, what were you thinking? Because <laughs> I like I was up super high, and I almost started laughing. Because, like, <laughs> you guys ran right into each other, Delaney Fry and, and, Rachel, and Rachel. And then sure enough, two-on-one, you're up by one. and it's or Was it tied at that point? I think we. I think we were. Wi- I think winning we were winning. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. One, right, right, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Well, I mean, I laughed too. I thought it was hilarious until I realized that they were coming down on two on one, and I was like, oh, I got to figure it out here. But yeah, I don't know. I just got lucky there. Like it's a really talented play to like you know you 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 go across the crease and you make some you make a second save like that. It's not luck, is it? <laughs> well, yeah. Natural skill, baby. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll just... Uh, any Anything you want to ask about the upcoming season, Max? Yeah, of course. So, um, as we record this, you're, we're four games into the season. Uh, you guys are 3-1, and one, including an overtime victory against UBC. You swept Regina. Unreal stuff. Uh, so, one of my favorite stats from the whole first four games is that it took you guys nine games to win your first last year. Uh, I don't even know how many it took to get two. And last year you were swept by Regina. Yeah. You were swept by Regina, and you this time in turn you sweep them in two pretty commanding games, I would say. Anyway, so I'm curious what, both from your perspective, what have you guys noticed about the team that's different? The first thing I notice about a handful of players is that skaters look faster, they look stronger, they look more talented, they look way better in a bunch of different categories. So is that a fair assessment to say, or? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is we came in this year, like we put ev- like everything that happened last year and the previous years behind us. And I think we came in with like a new mindset and we like, again, we tried to forget about everything that's happened and we just came out like it's a fresh year. We got a new group. I mean, we have seven new players with us. And I think just like their morale in the room and everything has changed, which has made a huge difference for us. Yeah, I think we definitely have more depth this year too. A little bit more size. We added a lot of size with our rookies this year. Um, I think we just, we have four lines now that can compete, and I think that's what we were missing in our previous three years, so that's super exciting. And it's definitely something I wanted to touch on, the new recruits. Like you mentioned, there's seven of them getting recruits at every different position. So what's, what are your early impressions of them? I, I know off the top of my head, Emily Hill, a defender who Danielle initially told me she was kind of a stay-at-home defender, then she's ends up leading rushes down the ice <laughs> and everything. So yeah. I guess you're... Early initial impressions of the rookies on the team. They're tall. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was my first initial yeah. impressions. They're all taller than us, I think, except for Maddie, maybe. Yeah, Clarky. Clarky, Clarky. She's got some size on her for sure. Brought the size average up for sure. Um, I think that they've all like definitely proven themselves, and like they're definitely pushing everyone else on the team to be in the lineup, kind of thing. Like we've never had that many like an extra line before so I think that also has helped too is like pushing people like if you want to be in the lineup like you gotta be on kind of thing and I think all the rookies have done that and they've all like filled their roles really well so far too okay I think it's time to get to some questions <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> oh fan there's, mail. there's been a bunch of fan mail um <laughs> so you guys know who you are 
Yeah. Thank, thank you for uh, thank you for loading us up here. I'll just start you off with this one. So someone wrote in and said that you guys both take the C train and purposefully pick up groceries at a <laughs> oh store no. that's like not even close <laughs> to where you live, just so that you feel mature. True or false? Okay, yeah. this was in first year. We can defend ourselves. <laughs> we wanted to go to the superstore, and we. That was the closest one on the C train. That was only we were trying to we be healthy. Access. You know, res food isn't great, so we took it upon ourselves to figure out a C train route, get to the superstore, get some healthy food. I think someone had to come pick us up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we tried our best. Okay. <laughs> Wait, which which store was this? Uh, like. Sunridge, maybe? Like what? Yeah. Way, way <laughs> what? over. Yeah, it was like an hour ride to get there, yeah. I think. Okay, <laughs> uh, one more food question. Uh, this oh one's for, for Kelsey, though. Oh. Uh, Katie. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people know you love craft dinner. <laughs> but apparently a half of it makes its way out of the pot okay. onto the stove. Why can't you keep it all in the pot? <laughs> oh, man. We'll be... <laughs> It's a very good question. Um, well, we have some very small pots at our house, so... Yeah, that's why. <laughs> just, it's hard to keep it all in there, you know? It happens. Are you, like, aggressively stirring? Or, like, what's going on? <laughs> She's just usually not very coordinated when she makes Katie. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> sticking with food, there's kind of a tradition you guys have had the last couple of years. I don't know if it's still a thing, but the player of the game last year anyway was a they received a potato yes um just before you get into it a little bit it was a like toy potato right it wasn't a real potato i hope no it was a, yeah it was a toy it potato. was a toy okay so what's the backstory with the potato um we don't actually really know it was they found it before the year before we got here i think I but apparently it was taken from an east side marios so we don't know if it was like on display like a yeah. plastic potato and like a fruit bowl or something fruit and veggies we don't know we're just continuing the tradition though but it's kind of funny because usually after the game we all look like a bunch of potatoes and so that's kind of where the tradition of taking a selfie with the potato when you're player of the game <laughs> yeah arose from if you want to see them they're on our instagram page <laughs> oh good plug there <laughs> dinos underscore women hockey <laughs> toss us a follow so for those who don't know what BSD is Bermuda Shorts oh Day. You boy. guys have been a pretty big hit over the last couple of years anyway, like at least from what I've seen. Two years ago was Napoleon Dynamite. Yep. And then last year was Mario Kart, yep. I believe. So some of the fans who've wrote into us, they've been kind of wondering. And they, they kind of explained to me as well that you two may or may not be the leads behind this in terms of creating teams and themes. Well, so that probably came about after our first year yeah <laughs> so, so you guys so, are responsible for the last two anyway um well kate kate lumley uh who's not with us anymore but she was the reason for napoleon dynamite it was her fifth year or whatever and it, it had been like a vision of hers so but our house loves mario kart so that's yeah. kind of where that came from and i feel like now we have high expectations yeah for this year so so have any thoughts early thoughts gone into the oh yeah we, we have a few yeah. ideas any anything you can share? It's it's no. gonna be a secret. It's gonna be a secret. Yeah. Uh, Kate also wanted me to ask you, <laughs> oh, uh, Rachel. You went through a phase where you, I'll just put it this way: you were taking things that didn't belong to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, you took a a brick of cheese from Mayo's house. <laughs> so what's the story from behind Mayo's that? House. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how deep I can go into <laughs> this story, but pretty much we were just having a night and we were over at Dell and Chelsea's before we went to Mayo's house. And we they were being first years. Yeah, yep. We were just crashing there and they were trying to make us nachos, but they didn't have any cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess later when we were at that house and we saw the block of cheese in the fridge, Kelsey was in on this too. Was it just <laughs> oh, throw me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> we decided that it would be a good idea to take that Havarti cheese and bring it back to Chelsea's house. And we did. For the nachos. <laughs> For the nachos, yeah. okay. So it's fair enough. Again, we're huge <laughs> foodies. <laughs> huge <Yeah>. foodies. <laughs> nachos and Katie. <laughs> Is that the pregame meal? Nachos and Katie? It might have to be now. <laughs> I don't know. Man. <laughs> so one teammate did mention that for you, Kelsey, you were particularly proud of where you come from, Kitimat, BC. <laughs> um, less than 10,000 people, in kind of in the in central BC on the coast side. 
so what what's the deal with Kitimat and and is that true? Are you <laughs> proud Kitimat resident? Yeah, I am. I I love Kitimat. I mean, you can't ask for anything more. I live <laughs> on the ocean, <laughs> here we in go. the mountains. <laughs> I mean, surrounded by lakes. It's the Great Bear Rainforest. It's the most beautiful place. Quick access to Prince George and Prince Rupert as well. Yeah. <laughs> Quick access. Couple couple six hours, but that's okay. <laughs> So what it, what is are those the two closest major towns to you? Well, I wouldn't say Prince Rupert is a major town. I guess it's, it's kind of a fairy terminal hard yeah. to drive, but still. Um, but yeah, PG would be the closest, which is about six and a half hours on a good day. Okay. Uh, we only have a couple more questions, so again, oh, you have some more. Okay, just kidding. We're going back to Germany <laughs> for this. So much fan mail, oh, man. Um, yeah, there's so, so many I, fans. I, 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 oh <laughs> man, we've we love our listeners. So <laughs> a couple. We're going on to clothing now. Um, oh man! Apparently, you guys started wearing socks and sandals on bus trips. <laughs> no, well, and that's that's <laughs> and that's not allowed. Yeah, in our or first year, upon. we did a lot of dumb things in our first year. We didn't realize that socks and sandals wasn't a reasonable thing. attire it's to never the airport. Okay, though, right, Kelsey? <laughs> <laughs> that's but just like a general life lesson. Well, when you enjoy socks and sandals, comfortable mm. on the road, right? You can slip the shoes off. I think you're only allowed to go as far as your driveway. That's about <laughs> it. And socks and sandals. You can't leave your house. So we found out the hard way that yep. that was not allowed. <laughs> Danielle was not very impressed with us. <laughs> but I heard Rachel, you, you're switching to Red Crocs now. Oh, that's me. Oh, Kelsey oh, has red Crocs. Okay. We're, we tried to start a team Crocs, but only two of us have started so far. So Crocs and, sa- and socks is okay? Well, not high socks. They just can't be visible. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, this, was a, this was a long one. This was probably my favorite one from the fan mail. Um, Matt Greenfield. Oh, uh, man. What does that name mean to you? He's, of course, on the men's hockey team. One, A couple <laughs> things I can point to. Uh, fifth roommate, sto- <laughs> storage locker. Um, oh, this is a good one. Yeah, we could go off about yeah. this. Um, so yeah, he's practically one of the girls, or he thinks he is. He thinks he's a Dal gal, which is what we call ourselves because we live in Dalhousie. Okay. Yeah. Right. So he thinks he is a Dal gal. Yeah. He stored half of his life in our garage for he about moved two in years. for two weeks last summer. Yeah. Um, cooked me supper every single night. (laughs) (laughs) Would call me multiple times to see if I was coming home for supper. Very needy. (laughs) (laughs) How did this start? Like, he just dropped his stuff off and then it took off? That's a good question. That is a really good question. I don't know. We were really proud of our house. So we liked to, like, tell people, like, oh, we have a house and a garage. (laughs) So then we started storing everyone's stuff in our garage just because we had a house. Yeah. Free of charge? Yeah. Yeah. And then we got taken advantage of <laughs> by Matt Greenfield. <laughs> and, and he kept and his stuff. And you two live together with Sage and... Her Sydney. twin sister. Yeah. Her twin sister. Okay. Okay. You had, a, you had a question? Just a follow-up to that. How, how good of a cook is Matt, first of all? And what's his, like, best meal that he's cooked? Honestly, Since he we're only here, really right? makes one meal, but it was actually pretty <laughs> good. He makes, like, this pasta with... What is it called? I don't know what it's called. He puts vodka in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like a rosé? Yeah, 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 yeah. Had some whipping cream, like some weird Ooh. ingredients. Very American. Okay, and then oh, what sense. does he do with his pancakes? In oil. He Yeah, he fries his pancakes. He like deep fries his pancakes in oil because that's Which what you do. That's very what Americans American. do. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Can we just talk about the bet that you lost? And then you had to like run around outside? What was the bet even on? I don't remember. I think we were... It was, we were just... Yeah, she just made a bet and then she had to go streaking around the neighborhood, but it was super icy <laughs> out and she made it about three meters and then she completely fell. Like, didn't even expect it though. So it was, th- she was running and trying to turn a corner and it she just flopped over. Yeah, and that wasn't my finest yeah, moment. Yeah. We have a few videos of it. So the agility is not quite there, no. I guess. But you can blame it on the ice. Yeah, okay. well, she didn't have skates on, so she didn't yeah. know how to stand. Okay, I just had one more question here before we get to the final question. Uh, I'm supposed to ask you about when Rachel, Kelsey, and Tori bunked in one room in res in their first year. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we just, we were very close, and we put two mattresses underneath Tori's bed because she had a single room, and me and Kelsey slept, like, probably half a foot apart underneath. with our heads, our two mattresses side by side underneath the bed. 
And we had backpack hooks for all of our backpacks. We were also named the Can Girls. Yeah, yep. that's why we sw- transitioned to Dow Gals once we moved out of res. But it w- so that's why we were always sick because we were literally two inches apart at all times. Three of us lived in one res room. So what's next after Dow Gals? Oh, man. Or you haven't got that far we yet. We haven't got that far yet. <laughs> Fair enough. We're just hoping we can graduate. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, perfect way to end it. We'll we'll end off with this question again. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this. Um, and this was the most written in, at, <laughs> at least from my perspective, from the six players that I ended up connecting with. Uh, there was a story at U of A, and yet you know exactly what I'm talking about, Kelsey, <laughs> where do, yeah. you forgot your helmet, and you had to borrow <laughs> an opposing helmet. Is that true? Yeah, that might be true. I'm never going to live this one down. Um, <laughs> so it was in my first year. I think it was honestly one of our first road trips. And we got to the rink, warming up, not a care in the world. And I go, <laughs> go to put my helmet on for warm-up, nowhere to be found. So I ended up having to use a girl off of U of A's, and she had a cat eye cage. So I've never used that before. <laughs> Absolutely couldn't see anything in warm-up. <laughs> oh, it was a disaster. Um, I ended up using our other goalies at the time, Sarah Marie's, I had to use her helmet for the game. I thought I was going to get sat, but <laughs> <laughs> somehow I didn't. So, But yeah, I won't ever live that down. It comes up every year. In her defense, she didn't have a goalie bag, so like people were in charge of taking pieces of her equipment, and somehow the helmet got forgotten. I was going to say, whose responsibility was that? I don't know. Well, we mine. never really, mine. We <laughs> never really <laughs> pinned the blame. It, it mainly fell on Kelsey, yeah. though. Yeah, I think uh, that's all the questions we had. Thank you guys so much for coming in. I uh, hope you had as much fun <laughs> as we did. It was fun. <laughs> I know it was, it was fun, and I think we're just glad we're not on camera this time. Yep. Hey, you guys will have your revenge. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Can't wait. Are we making Christmas videos again this year? Do you know? Uh, that is definitely a Lance Doucette question. Oh, man. Yeah, I have no say. Hopefully that, no so. singing. I'll leave him a sticky note. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. This episode of Dinos Unfiltered is a presentation of Dinos Athletics. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and our website, godinos.com. Make sure to check out the website or the Go Dinos app for schedules and tickets to all your favorite games. And if you can't make it out to the game, remember that our games are streamed on Canada West TV presented by Co-op. Thanks to my special guests today and hope you'll join us in the next episode.